Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka, or should I say Buka Buka Buka, a oh, horror podcast <laughs> that's about anime that we watch every two weeks. We come together like we're a book club. We talk about the anime, and we turn the discussion over to the comment section to further discuss the anime. To do that, I have the help of my co-hosts. Let me introduce them. First off, we have the Samwise to my Shelob, Jeremy. Spider Slayer, I can, uh, yeah, heck yeah, doing pretty good, kind of exhausted, <laughs> too much rough, school and work. School roughing yeah. you up, man. Yeah, it's, uh, midterms are happening right now, so, yeah. I will have to say, though, the uh, products you're putting out that we've been testing for you, the nice, nice work. Pretty I cool. I don't like the fly okay. ones, it's hard. It, it, you, don't, you don't like floater? I ah. suck at it. <laughs> it's not that bad. I but suck it's not. I suck at bullet hell, and that's what it came yes. across to me. Well, it's it's a, not so, as bad as Stealthy Spider, though, right? I loved Stealthy Spider. So did Cameron, actually. <laughs> but, so the what thing is, you... like, no matter what I think about all these games, I'm just impressed that you created something you could double-click on, and it was a game. Like, that just Thank blows you. my mind. I, I feel like, yeah, I could definitely see this showing up on, on game sites, like, those ones. Yeah, like, these yeah. are like, definitely real games. Yeah, all right. Our other host is the David Arquette to my eight-legged freaks, Jason. <laughs> I will take that as a compliment. Uh, I'm exhausted as well, but that's because soccer season just ended for my youngest, so that means I am done with uh, coaching. But I still have more games for my other two. But So, I don't... Single tear running down my face at the pizza party. It's over. It's over. Well, it, 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 it's funny. I got more satisfaction out of watching them execute things that I had taught them than I did any scoring they did. It was weird. But, I mean, they were six. So, like, to see six-year-olds, like, consume what I was trying to teach them and then actually perform those things was like blew my mind so that's cool guys my name is troy and the greatest shonen anime of all time is back with a new season bleach oh, oh. <laughs> dragon ball dragon ball z forever <laughs> you're supposed to guess my hero academia you idiots but it's food wars <laughs> food wars food wars food wars <laughs> So excited. You want to see creepy looking people in awkward situations. Absolutely, I do. While they put like deer, fried deer meat in their mouth and their clothes burst <laughs> off. That is what I live for. And also, My Hero Academia is back. So it's going to be a good season uh, for, for casual viewing, that's for sure. For the cash? For the cash. Other than that, I've just been watching Halloween themed stuff, playing Last of Us with, with my daughter, who was <gasps> young when it first came out. Because Last of Us 2 is coming, so we decided to replay Remastered. PlayStation gave it out for free. That game's still freaking fantastic. It's oh. It is my favorite game of all time. It's amazing. 
It's it's really good. Let's go on to talking about the, our anime. Now, if you don't know, we are talking about the second half of the anime Demon Slayer. Can you do it? Demon Slayer. Here we go. Oh, we are the worst. Kimetsu no Yaiba. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Which we talked about in our last episode. Now we're going to talk about the second half. So that is the anime that we were talking about. Before we get into our spoiler section, let's talk about our non-spoiler reviews of this half. Jeremy, what did you think? I really liked it. Um, one of the issues I had with the previous half uh, was the power scaling and that he didn't, you know, nothing was ever a real challenge. I think this gave him a real challenge and it was really satisfying to see. Um, I liked what they did with the character development, especially with some of the side characters. They didn't have to, but they chose to. And it was really good. And they surprised me a few times. It was beautiful as ever, especially the action sequences. Um, yeah, I really liked it. And Jason, what did you think? Um, yeah, I really, I really liked this anime. I think if I had a critique for it, was the uh, the ambiance of the whole thing or the uh, feeling was a a bit drastic. Because at one hand, you had chibi moments that were really funny and something you'd see in like you know. Naruto, but then you've got like horror moments where you would see it like Tokyo Ghoul, where like you know, pretty awful. But um, yeah, tone—that's what I was thinking of tone. Uh, but besides that, uh, all the things that I enjoyed from the first half, I really liked from this half as well. Um, his ability to sympathize, uh, his mission of his sister. Uh, all still resonated and were well executed. Yeah, I I found I enjoyed this half more. Um, what I found really interesting is that it's really only one story arc and then kind of dealing with the after effects of it. Whereas in the first half, we had multiple missions and, and getting into this world. And even though there's really only one, kind of one big storyline here, we meet a lot more new characters and we get a lot more of the, the world lore um, so it was still interesting, but I, I thought that was kind of cool that I, at one point I was like, we're going to stay in this forest forever. <laughs> we're never yeah. going to leave. And But it was so interesting. I was okay with it. Uh, I do agree with Jason's thought. There, there's a character, Zenitsu, who I have a love-hate relationship, and we'll get into that. Um, but it, it was a hate-hate relationship, so it's evolving. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we, and we met the best boy. <laughs> so... Uh, but we'll get on to that in the spoiler section. Now, normally, we talk about the intro and the closing, but they didn't change. Which is odd for an anime. But is um, But any new thoughts or any of the, the, the secrets that were revealed at the end did you guys like? <laughs> I like the one where the little bird said, my favorite food is this, but this idiot can't figure it out. <laughs> I, I, I still think the bird talking is a mistake, but... No, nah, n- nothing new for me. The crow talking's a mistake. The sparrow is a goddess. Was it adorable? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing special for me. Uh, yeah, that's the first time I've seen them retain the music without changing. I almost felt a little bit 
stale. Almost a little disappointed, like, oh, I was, I was ready for something new. Exactly, yeah. Wow me, come on. <laughs> but a lot of the payoffs... And we're no, it, it must have changed a little bit because instead of, it never it didn't show the revolving room anymore, and it started showing the spider forest. So it, really? it, I think it evolved. Yeah, right. I, I honestly was kind of not super paying attention to it because I'd seen it so many times, and now that I'm thinking back to it, I'm like, did I did I kind of miss something? <laughs> oh well, you know, we named the show the way we did for a reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Let's then go on to our actual spoiler section. So, again, we are starting on episode 14. So if you have not seen from 14 to 26, you will not know what we're talking about. We will be spoiling everything. If you haven't seen this at all, you're not even going to understand where we are in the story. Um, You can reconcile that by going back to our old podcast or just watching the whole anime. Your choice. Or both. It's worth it, actually. Do it. Saved it. (laughs) okay um so where we left off was the new character with a boar head inosuke Mm -hmm. was trying to kill the little sister nezuko in the in the box because he he knew there was a demon in there and zenitsu the annoying blonde lightning kid was trying to defend it and tanjiro came outside and got pissed at him so we start right there and they get in a fight um he breaks the boar's ribs the boar doesn't guy doesn't carry keeps fighting i loved how he's like look how flexible i am just in the middle of the fight bends over backwards grabs yeah. his ankles like look what i can do let's praise so bad <laughs> um but so we have tanjiro our main character and inosuke fighting so we need to talk about them first tanjiro our main character we we already have talked about him a lot in our last episode, but in this episode, how did you guys feel about him and, how, and how, what his arc went through? What are your thoughts? I really appreciated that Tanjiro hit a wall where feelings and determination just couldn't win the day. Um, and I think that's one trope that I like seeing broken on a fairly regular basis with a lot of the anime we've been watching. Um, but then it also gave us a window into just how much higher skilled the other, like higher ranking members are. And, and again, we usually don't get that in, uh, in anime. Well, I guess we do like say bleach, but, um, it was, it was satisfying to watch. Like here's, Here's this guy that cared enough to basically save him and his sister come and save him again. And it, I don't know. It, it was heartwarming. But um, as far as his character arc and him learning and growing, it felt uh, organic and natural. Unlike the, you know, the first half, we got one episode of him training in the mountain. And in this this one, we got, what, at least three episodes of him healing and training and getting to a point where he could go out again even though this is much shorter time frame <laughs> right it it really seemed like uh, the whole first half of the season for him i mean it's called the coming of age arc right so it was it was this huge like let's get him started so that we can get him in the story power scaling was really bugging me here i totally agree with you hitting that wall was beautiful i kind of still think that he got a little bit too far for my tastes like 
He was still a little bit too capable in that fight in the Spider Forest, but it's fine. Um, I was really pleased with what they chose to do there. Um, as far as like the length of time that was covered and how many episodes, it was okay at first, but then it kind of felt like the power scaling creeped back in at the very end, um, just because of how capable he became in such a short period of time. Other than that, he was a consistent character. Um, I like that they gave him a little bit more definition as far as like what was what were some of his defining qualities. Um, I forget her name, but the one of the Hachiras Hashiras um, Shinazagawa. No, that's the guy. Is it Shinobu, the purple butterfly? Yeah, Shinobu. Shinobu. Yeah, Shinobu. You know calls out that he's very determined and he can stick with it and everything. And so, like, this is supposed to be a defining quality for him, so it makes sense that he can put that there. And there's other secrets about him that are kind of revealed a little bit, and I'm sure that they're contributing to his accelerated ability to pick things up and to learn. Um, but, yeah, he just seemed like a good constant. Like, he kind of took a little bit of a... I mean, I, I don't know if I want to say a backseat to some of the other characters, but... He didn't have as much of the dominance of the story as he did in the first half, by yeah. far. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that they're, they've made this decision like he's going to be part of a trio. I mean, we're going to keep this trio together. We have the, the determined guy, the wimp, and the idiot, and they're all going to go <laughs> always together. Um, but yeah. I, I think I'm also okay with that. I really do still enjoy Tanjiro and his arc. Um, one thing, and Jeremy, you know this, I, I don't agree about the power scaling. I think it's hard because the, I mean, the whole premise of this anime is if you breathe, you get <laughs> your powers multiplied, which is basically like everyone in this anime has a Kaioken. That, uh, yeah. Ha, that has no cost. You just literally have to breathe. And as long as you don't do it wrong, you get super Kaioken. And then, yeah, I mean, we or for too end, long. You can, training. you can literally Kaioken what, Permanently, <laughs> you can teach yourself the Constant. Kaioken all the time. Uh, right. And for those who don't know Dragon Ball Z lore, Kaioken was a move Goku learned that was basically like a "This is my power times two now" or times three um, or times so it's, ten. So <laughs> when when Tanjiro's losing a fight and then suddenly he breathed and it's like, okay, now however strong he was, now that's been multiplied. So did did we ever see him? Before, and I was thinking about this: did we ever see him before actually reach his actual limit? of his actual training in the forest. And I, I'm not sure we did until this, this spider forest arc. Um, but I, I still, I really like the training they put him through. I like that. He went through two and a half years to get good at this. And um, this one, the first time I've been inspired to work out, <laughs> to be honest with you guys, <laughs> his line of, and it was so simple. It's like, Oh yeah. If I just put in hard work, there will be rewards. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you, you know, just work hard and be patient and realize you're gonna suck at the beginning. I'm Is that like, how that works? That's that's really true and really blatant, and, <laughs> and it's one of my favorite lines now. Um, but yeah, so I, I I like everything, and his relationship with his sister is still fantastic, and he the new relationships he's forming with the other characters I I think is really cool. It's it's funny that you mentioned Kaioken times ten because it uh, reminded me of. When Goku first decided to use his uh, Super Saiyan with Kaioken, which reminded me of the water and then the fire dragon. <laughs> it was like, I'm going to combine two uh, <laughs> abilities uh -huh. that I have together. Um, 
Well, yeah. We have a lot to talk about with that fire dragon, so we'll get right. there. <laughs> um, and okay. Zenitsu actually reminded me a lot of the Kaken, because he even calls out a multiplier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about best boy, Inosuke. Guy who's got a beautiful face, but he covers it with a head of a boar. Who what, he was raised by? <laughs> I'm not clear on it, but I do think it was probably he was raised by it. Yeah. Yeah, I so he's like that, that Pokemon that wears it. its mom's head? Yeah, oh, God. Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so what do you guys think of him? J- Jeremy is your favorite character. Why don't you go I love this guy. This guy's amazing. Um there's there's something about how he's he's got this issue with dominance and he really behaves like an animal like he has to establish strength so that he knows he's always going to be and so the fact that uh, that Tanjiro breaks his ribs and then knocks him out with a blow to the head just completely upsets his world because clearly that's never happened to him you know somebody defeating him that decisively. Um, and so then to find out, to wake up and actually find that this person who beat you has, has, has put their clothes on you and put a little pillow under your head and tried to make you comfortable. That is the biggest insult that you could give to him because it's made him weaker. It's made him more vulnerable. It's put him in a position of subordination. And so the way that they drew him waking up then and his eyes just get wide and he just starts screaming for no reason. I completely understand why he's screaming. (laughs) And I love this character because he stays consistent every opportunity. He's trying to reestablish dominance. And it's so funny watching him try to do this. And it's the most important thing. And yet he he actually gets an arc where he is forced to confront the fact that he isn't dominant. And there is somebody out there that can beat him. And how does he handle it? And the way that they depict him going through that process and, and handling it and then eventually recovering, just excellent work. Entertaining character through and through, and he had a great arc. Amazing. I, Love I loved when they first went into the forest of the mountain, and it was basically, anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every moment. Like running there, it's into like, every hey, tree. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any other thoughts on him, Jason? Um, no, I every need to echo just about everything Jeremy <laughs> said. Uh, I thought they established him well in the first half uh, in the room shifting demon house because yeah, he went from I'm going to springboard off of your death to the next level to I'm in the deepest depression of anyone ever. <laughs> it was um, so great. Back back to, you know, hey, maybe I can work with these people and I can become better. Um, I, I, I thought it was a great character arc to put right alongside Tanjiro um, because they were going down similar paths, but they just took different roads to get there. And um, I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was really well written. The one thing I want to call it is not while he has this, I need to be the dominant and the alpha and the leader. And it's so important to him. It, there's no bull. He's not a bully about it. I mean, he challenges you to a fight, but not to hurt you, just to show you he's better. Um, there's a there's he has a childlikeness to him. He's super naive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a shot where it's after they get their swords back and the sword masters are leaving all pissed, and he's holding on to the back yeah. of Tanjiro's pajamas like a little kid holding on to his yeah. dad. Uh, and Tanjiro yeah. are 
Inosuke follows Tanjiro around a lot through the spider arc and like looks at him like, oh, he's so cool. I want to be cool just like him. Okay, I'm going to be cool just like him. Um, <laughs> there's a child childishness to him that's super endearing along with this, I'm going to be the best. Because there's no mean-spiritedness about it. And it makes it really fun to watch. Yeah. Well. Yep. There's there's even moments where he gets like these little white orbs, like little sparkles around him. And I think that that's to depict that he's experiencing like appreciation or reciprocation of positive feelings, but he doesn't really know what that means. So he calls like, it, it just giddy. confuses him. Yeah, yeah he calls exactly. it giddy. Like, oh, I got like, a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what this is. It's so weird. I, I also love that they're not always super blatant about it. So it in this fight, he loses because he gets headbutt, like Jeremy mentioned. And when he wakes up, after getting challenged to a body burial contest, basically, that he, that's how he perceives it. They're like, we need to bury bodies. Why would you do that? Well, you probably can't. You're too hurt. I'm going to bury the most bodies! <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, in the background, he just starts running headfirst from the trees. And they don't specifically say why. It's just implied because he lost to a headbutt, he's going to start running headfirst into things until he can't be hurt by a headbutt no more. <laughs> and I love that. His approach to problem solving is the best. <laughs> but you know, it works with anime logic perfectly. Like, that's exactly what I would expect in anime logic to make you immune to headbutts. You just repeatedly bash your head against things. It's great. Absolutely. Um, okay. Um, so also there is Zenitsu, the blonde-haired lightning guy, the bane of our existence in the last half. And we've already touched on him a little bit, but what were your thoughts on him this half, guys? He was better. Um, actually... It was interesting to see him, even though he did his... Because he has another moment in this half where he gets knocked out and he then becomes Super Saiyan. But during it, he seems fairly lucid. And almost as if he just needs someone to boot him in the butt and be like, hey, do your thing. Um, and also, gave, like, his backstory gave me a much more... Uh, gave me much more appreciation for him. But I still find him irritating. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was it was actually really nice to see him show resolve when he didn't have to. But instead of weeping and moaning and crying, it seemed like he actually really changed for a little bit. And he did. I mean, it's, he seems like he's the kind of guy that when it comes down to to brass taxes, <laughs> I think that's a saying. <laughs> um, he uh uh he'll come through, but only at that last moment, and and we got to see it because he was all alone. Um, of course, he gets right back to his his previous behavior as soon as there's enough slack in the line, and he doesn't have to be so worried. But at the same time, I actually really enjoyed some of his escapades this time. We'll get into it in the situation, but I really liked him. Yeah, so in the last half, I had a hate-hate relationship with this guy, and then now I have a love-hate relationship with him for, for almost all the exact same what Jeremy just said. There are moments he made me laugh the hardest 
through this anime. He has some very funny moments. And then there's points where he's over the top again. And I'm like, oh, it's just grinding on me. And then there are also moments where he goes so over the top for so long. I'm like, somehow this is coming back to funny. <laughs> and I don't know what's <laughs> happening. You're literally breaking my mind, man. Um, so, yeah, there's moments where I can't stand him. And there's moments where I'm like, you are the funniest character in this anime. <laughs> and I don't know how to handle you. Can we have a shout out to his grandpa? Like, that, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> <He's awesome. laughs> um and and I mean his his big moment was really cool. It and honestly his quieter moments where we see like his true self, I actually do like that character. Yeah. I do think he that is a really good fit for this anime. It's a really interesting character to look at. It's just like I mean, whining about taking medicine for the third minute in a row, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the reluctant mm-hmm. hero part is is really well done. I think. And then let's talk about the girl in the box. What's in the box? It's Nezuko. <laughs> uh, it's tiny Nezuko. What? Oh, oh my man. god, that was adorable. That was great. <laughs> I mean, I saw in the chat Troy called it out. I have seen the Nezuko run, and it was glorious. I was like, "What is he talking about?" And then I knew, <laughs> and it was glorious. Like as soon it as it happens, I was like, "Oh, this is a thing." This is a meme everywhere. I know, already know it is. Uh, uh, what did you guys think of her? She didn't get as nearly as much screen time in, in this half. But what? Any thoughts on her? I was really hoping that the anime would go a little more towards making Nezco and Tanjiro a fighting duo instead of him just protecting her all the time. Um, but man, her. Her in the spider forest was kick butt. Like, wow, that was cool. Um, also, like, the implication is fantastic. Like, there's some really untapped potential here that we just don't know about. Um, but I did like the theme that they stuck with. Um, and I like their relationship. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, Zensu has still crushing on her, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I liked her. I think they're actually headed towards exactly what you were describing as like them being a fighting duo. Um, and I look forward to that. That's going to be really cool. I, I like the selection that they made as far as her powers go, because it's something that costs her greatly. Um, you know, all these other demons that we've seen what their blood magic is, it doesn't always seem like it costs them. Sometimes it seems like it's just kind of whatever they want to use their magic for, it just works. And But with her, because of her healing, um, just how difficult it is for her to heal, the selection of of, uh, of blood magic is, is really good. It means that it's actually going to matter when she uses it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she really took a backseat this time. She was barely out at all. I mean, but she does have her biggest moment, and their relationship is such a defining moment in the biggest battle of this anime. That is the reason I really felt like I needed to include her in our in mm. notes and talk about her, because mm. their familial bond is literally the only reason they have a chance in their fight, mm. and, and, and it's really interesting. And, and 
like I said, it's, I love that she got a power. I wasn't sure yeah. they were going to do that. I thought she was yeah. going to keep getting something. She got a power. And, and like I said, it cost her. And because of her healing power, it's like a, it's like our, our ace up our sleeve, but we can only use it once. <laughs> and then we're screwed. Yep. Yep. So it'll be interesting. Um, after cleaning up all the mess of the mansion arc, they do, they are told to go down the mountain and heal up, uh, and they find out there's this family that, with the Wisteria Crest that basically was saved by Demon Slayers at one point and have devoted their entire family fortune to being an aid to the Demon Slayers. So they go to this mansion and they get to rest, and one of my favorite shots in the entire arc is while they're eating and Inosuke reaches over and starts grabbing yes. Tanjiro's food and shoving his mouth and the smile he gets is he's just so happy like yeah. you want to fight me I just stole your shrimp tempura you want to fight me and then Tanjiro's like oh you're you're hungry you can have some more and he's just like no that's not what I wanted <laughs> um, yep. beautiful dynamic and then they go into the room and, and Zenitsu is finally asked, like, okay, what's in the box? We know you have a demon in the box. Why do you have a demon in the box? <laughs> and they do this, like, slow horror thing of the box slowly opening. And Zenitsu <laughs> starts running around and freaking out. And I was getting really annoyed with him. And then Inusuke, Inosuke kicks him. He falls down in front of the box and the box finishes opening. And instead of screaming, he just lets out this whimper. And I laughed so hard. So, like, he lost everything he had left in, in a fear, and there was nothing left but unintelligible. It was so funny. Yeah. I love that Inosuke this entire time has just been laying down. And yeah. while a demon girl is coming out the box, he's like, how did I get this guy to fight me the yeah. first time? Yeah. Oh, I'm too tired. I can't remember. I give up. Even though it's right there (laughs) um so yeah definitely some comedy beats here that that got me uh and then when zenitsu sees what's in the box he flips out so something we learned about zenitsu is that you know he loves pretty girls and if you are not taking advantage of having a pretty girl with you at every possible moment you are a waste of life and you should (laughs) die (laughs) he literally pulls out his sword to kill tanjiro for not having a pretty girl by his side and keeping her in a box, not even knowing it's his sister, like just like that is that is a waste, and you deserve death <laughs> for that waste. A little creepy, but all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, for some good good scenes, yeah, they they get all healed up. Um, yeah, he's in love with her now. They they they're fully healed. There's actual doctor that proclaims him healed. The le- the broken leg is now healed. The broken ribs are now healed. Um, then uh, the crow shows up with a new mission for all three of them, and they they head out after a good luck ceremony that Inosuke doesn't understand because he doesn't understand anything. Oh, real quickly though, the old lady that's taking care of him. Like Inosuke is convinced is like supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, that's right. That Zenitsu is like, (laughs) like it's a monster. (laughs) How did did she get to this room? She's so fast. Inosuke's Inosuke has a special relationship with her because I don't think anyone's ever taken care of him before. 
Right. And, and it's really affecting him. Like, she's bringing me food. She's bringing me clothes. And, and he's feeling a feeling he's never had before. And even when they leave, she says something like, you know, I forget what it is. It's like, live your best life or be do moments you're proud of. He's like, I don't understand what she's talking about. And they're like, well, <laughs> that's because you're an idiot. And he's like, no, please. I need to understand this. Fight me. Fight <laughs> me. <laughs> Um, they get to the area they're supposed to reach and there is a demon slayer like laying on the ground in the road and they're like hey what's going on and he's like this is bad and then he suddenly gets pulled into the forest by it's spider webs it looks like threads and he just goes flying into the forest and Zanice was like nope that's not happening <laughs> and what, what's interesting is that even Tanjo like his hands shaking he's like I don't know if we can do this and Inosuke's like I'm running in there <laughs> and and so Tanjiro's like, okay, that that's what I needed. That's the boost I needed. So he's able to go in. But Zenitsu like sits on the road. No way I'm doing this. <laughs> and just quits. Um, they get they they find the hunter. And he tells them, I was attacked by my team of hunters. And they're this hunter is the rank above them. They're still at the lowest rank, and this is one rank above them, right? And a team of them had gone into this forest on the mission. And they all started attacking each other, and you find out it's little bait, little tiny spiders that are attaching webs to them, and then they're controlled like puppets and attacking. And so more slayers come out, and they have to defend themselves, but they don't want to hurt them. And Osuke's like, "These guys are dumb," and he's punching them. <laughs> um, but then we come back to Zenitsu, who's sitting on the road, and he's just sitting there like, "They're not my real friends. They wouldn't have left me." <laughs> and then he's then he remembers. Oh crap, Nezuko's still in the box. Now she's in the forest, and so he sprints into the forest to go save Nezuko. More to yell at Tanjiro for taking yeah. her in there. <laughs> exactly. Um we deal with those possessed like even if they cut the strings, the the slayer, the little spiders just reattach the strings and they get re you know, reanimated. But the those slayers are still alive too, um, which is important. Um, yeah, they actually have some really good tragedy scenes because of the Slayers being alive. I appreciated that. It gave it some gravity. There's... Is it, it must be the next episode. There's a scene... There's a scene where the two of the the best of the Demon Slayers are sent to this mission. They're basically they're like, hey, we're finding out the other Demon Slayers we've sent are outclassed. Please go help. And it's Gaiyu and Shinobu. Um, Gaiyu is the guy who basically set Tanjiro on his quest at the very beginning and spared his sister. Um, and he's in this a lot more. The, I don't have a lot of thoughts on his character other than I wonder if he knew he would have to commit suicide when he said, please go train with this guy. Because I kind of felt like he got pulled into that and was just like, yeah. oh, I, I have a feeling <laughs> he knew the moment he put a muzzle on her and left her with him. Mm -hmm. I, I think I, he, because he, he knew, react to it. Well, he knew at that very moment, I think this is my theory is that when he, when he put the muzzle on her, he knew he was breaking code. Um, he knew he was letting his emotions rule him at that moment and that he had the risk and he was putting his trust in this boy to not let her hurt anybody. Did and he then, seem? Did uh, he seem like he had a different behavior, like character? No, no, not really? to me. 
Hmm. He, he did to me the first time that we saw him, he was a lot more expressive. And uh, I mean, he was yelling at Tanjiro. He was correcting him. He was um, really involving himself in a situation he didn't have to involve himself in. The way he behaved when we saw him this time, he was like, you know, just very standoffish with everybody and just there for whatever job he was supposed to fulfill. It seemed like something had happened or, or in between these scenes that has changed his uh, attitude or behavior a little bit. I think my, my theory is that the, the very first episode scene where he shows up and, and sees them triggered something in him emotionally. We learned most demon slayers come from a tragic encounter with demons. Um, so it probably wouldn't surprise me if he saw a lot of parallels there and that really freaked him out. Um, and, and that this is more his normal, like, like that, that put him in a different emotional state than his normal emotional state was my assumption. But normally he's just stoic and quiet and nobody likes mm-hmm. him. And nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and actually sets him for some reason. All right. Um, and then the other girl with him is Shinobu, who we'll get to meet a lot better going down the line. But she becomes a very important character and kind of her and her group. She has like these basically adopted girls that she keeps taking under her wing. Um, <laughs> and she's going to kind of become a mentor to Tanjiro eventually, but is very antagonistic to Gaiyu. It's like, I don't, I don't really like you and I don't like that I got sent on a mission with you. Um, she's also kind of seems insane. <laughs> a little bit. Yes, she does. But I love that they put a character in this that she just does not have the physical ability to behead demons. And so she's like, well, I'll find a different way. <laughs> <laughs> now, can she kick them over? And, like, she's strong enough to... That's the thing that bugs me is, like, she can't, she can't wield the sword... But I bet you that she could cut like through a tree or something, and I bet you like, we saw her kick people over, like kick demons over and stuff. I, be- I bet she could behead a low level demon. Right. I-, I imagine the higher level demons give her trouble. And I'm. It seems that she's well versed in martial arts, so uh, that's a completely different skill set than swinging a sword, right? And also, depending on the strength of the demon, like with and she you know, can do. And she can do that ninja teleport away. Like, I'm so fast, like, just lines, and then you're gone. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this was kind of a low-level demon, right? The one that she does take out. She's... Kind of... But they, that particular demon got a power boost from someone directly under the top. Yeah. But so I mean, she's stronger than, say, the demon really. that Tondro ran into going down the mountain. No, I don't think she's as strong as the dad. Are you talking about the dad? No. no so, like in the in about the last half, when they when they first when they ran into that first demon that just got that family. Oh yeah, no, yeah, she's definitely stronger than like uh, a baby demon, <laughs> we could say. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess, I'm thinking that like because the Hashiras face like the upper twelve. And they can take them on, and sometimes those are like the only ones that can kill them. But we see how easily they can dispatch of like lower twelve, number five, and so 
it seems like somebody that's empowered by lower 12 number five would be weak enough that they shouldn't have any trouble with it. But either way, um, I don't know. I guess it just seems like the way that she's able to kick and punch and everything, I have a hard time believing that she's believing that she can't chop their heads off. And, and maybe she could now. Maybe when she started, that was a, a problem. So she just took this route in training and like, okay, this is mm-hmm. how I'm going to do things. My issue was, okay, if you have something that kills them this effectively, because when you cut off everyone have this, because <laughs> when you cut off their heads, there's still a lot of danger, and it's really hard to do that, and it's not super effective. If you have a thing, we could just literally poke them, and we win. <laughs> Please share. Please put it in yes. like bullets or something. <laughs> can uh-huh. we put that on arrow tips? Please. Yeah. yeah. That that was yep. my only thought. Like, can we mass produce this? And also, it's the very common wisteria plant that we know yeah. is super repellent. She can't be the only one who thought of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just, just my thought. Um, she did seem crazy. though. I did like her in her flashback, how different she was. And that yes. now we see that she's acting like somebody else because that person is gone and trying to fill that role. And it makes her insane. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. Um, while they're dealing with all these little spiders and the slayers that are being controlled, a demon appears above, above them, a little boy, who's talking about his family. And Osuke tries to take a swing at him and comes up short. This, we find out, is actually a very important demon. You're supposed to not think he is, because he's talking about his mother and his father, and you're like, ah, oh, this is like, like a low-level... The, the baby. Yeah, but he's not. This is our uh, big villain for this arc, Rui, the demon. What are your guys' thoughts on him? Uh, really? God, man. The writers of this show are doing really well with writing characters, and this is just another really great written villain. Um... We have a great tragic backstory uh, where, you know, we get a character that just kind of, you know, at mistake after mistake makes him into just this monster of a person, even though when he got turned, he was, what, maybe, maybe 12, 13. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and then his twisted... uh, his twisted actions to basically get his family back is what made him go down this road. Um, real quick. And so, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this particular villain. Uh, real quickly, though, I loved how Inosuke turns his swords the, like pointed down the ground. He starts trying to stab the tiny spiders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He, he knows uh, how to deal with problems, and that's how he's going to deal with them. <laughs> if, brute force, if brute force doesn't solve your problem, you're probably not using enough. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, um, yeah, Jeremy, what do you think? Was there, like, I remember in a conversation with him, he was talking about being around for decades. You guys remember that? Rudy yes. said something mm-hmm. about being around for decades. So Rudy's never grown out of being 12 so they freeze demons freeze at the age that they get turned into demons yeah they're they're like vampires that is, is that very interesting okay um nope i liked it pretty much echo everything jason said it's good really was interesting yeah a really good villain to hold up enough weight to carry a whole arc 
Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, to find out that he had a tragic backstory. So even though he's been just the worst, <laughs> then, then again, like, oh, now I sympathize with you again. Dang it, show. You did it to me again. Uh, um, he he brings a lot of flashbacks, which is probably my least favorite thing about Shonen's. There's a lot of flashbacks in this arc. But other than that, I really liked everything he brought. He was threatening. He... You know he's threatening because he's like literally cutting his family members in pieces just because he's slightly irritated with them. <laughs> like, or, go away! You're in five pieces. Or he uh-huh. wants, wants them to look a particular way, so he literally like forcibly makes them look off. that way. The scene where he's yeah. making the girl into his family is like just one thing left, and starts ripping her face off. I was like, oh my! I forgot how horrifying this anime gets. Them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we go, you know, in SK wondering how can I get him to fight me to right, <laughs> yep, from chibi to to horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get to see. Yeah, Inosuke used his power, so we we have super smell and super hearing, mm-hmm. and then Inosuke's is super sense, buddy. super sense. He he, it, like it's got to be super body because he's like sixth sense, feeling vibrations or something like that. Yeah, so I was wondering if it was touch. Is, is it, but or is it just like animal instinct sense? Like I can sense an enemy in that direction. He he called it animal sense. He did, so. but mm-hmm. they never explained how it worked because because like he literally like gets low on the ground and, and braces himself and then like ripples go out from him and then he just knows where it is. Yeah, it's got to be touch. Mm-hmm. So we're basically watching Rikusa again. <laughs> okay. Everybody's a, a, a sense, one of the five senses. Not the same. Different. <laughs> totally totally different. the same. We just, we're just really good at linking our animes together somehow <laughs> as we go along completely by accident. Mm-hmm. The anime segue. Yeah. So <laughs> the the puppet master is mother of the spider family. And Rui confronts her and is basically like, don't mess up or else. <laughs> and, and I'll tell dad. Yeah, it's implied she's not afraid of Rui. She's afraid of dad. Right. Um, which that is kind of true <laughs> because we see a scene later that she has good reason to be afraid of dad. Um, right. So Tanjiro and Inosuke go after her while that... that other Slayer stays behind to deal with his friends. And she throws more Slayers at them. And, and Tanjiro comes up with the idea, like, if we throw them up in the trees, the, the strings controlling them will get all tangled and they won't be able to do anything. So he throws one up and Inosuke's like, I can do that too! And he's <laughs> like, start throwing his up. Um, but the the mother freaks out so, about that, that she snaps their necks of, of oh, all dude. those Slayers. Just like... And that... Um, that was that rough. Pisses, that pisses Tanjiro off a lot. He does not like it when you kill senses. That's kind of his. Well, I think, and it got it got to me because it was like the girl was unharmed. She just was being controlled, and then the other guy, like his oh, oh. limbs were in just grotesque angles because of just how broken he was, and begging for death. Um, 
and and then like as soon as she as soon as the strings don't have a use for her anymore instead of just like letting them go or you know grabbing new puppets no she just murders them all it was like oh she then says why they're not really sympathetic characters like i mean they are but they aren't at the same time like the demons because there's no bloodlust affecting her right now it's entirely just fear for her own safety she's willing to senselessly kill these people yeah i i I think an honest complaint i do have about this is how the demons are portrayed in like all different ranges the the slayers are like they're animals and i'm like well they're clearly like making a family here and so they're thinking things through they have conscious decision even if there is a bloodlust there's a lot more going on than that and they are making horrible evil decisions and they can think straight but then the demons are like no every single one of them is just a mindless animal it's like well that's clearly not true (laughs) because (laughs) they talk and and you have conversations with them and some are but yeah um a one of her new puppets she uses is a headless body with arm blades. Yes, that yeah. she just had laying around, I guess. And it looks like it was a demon too. Um, because... I was I, I was wondering if it was one of the people that was being transformed, but I guess they all turn into to the baby heads, little baby heads. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this body was kid. basically like the body of a headless demon that who knows where the head is, but. Right. Uh, Inosuke is able to kill this or defeat this thanks to Tanjiro giving him like basically an assist. You know, jump off my back and you'll be able to do it. And then as soon as he gets done, he's like, "Well, I want to do an assist." And so he, <laughs> he grabs Tanjiro and he throws him and he throws Tanjiro right at the at mother. And she sees him coming and she starts panicking and she's like, "No, what? No, dying sounds pretty awesome." And, and just kind of lets it happen. Yeah. Um, and he switches forms mid-flight because he he was about to do just a really strong strike, and he saw her shift and change, and so he was like, you know what? I think I'm going to use this other form. And she, apparently, she didn't feel a thing. Right. And she said it was like a cleansing rain coming down on her, and it was all peaceful and nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did think it was really interesting that that character wasn't even like she didn't look anything like that her entire physical form was different she was like a little girl with pigtails or something yes and in one of the scenes and Roy's like you take your form back you put your form back on and she changes into this big voluptuous mother again and it's mm-hmm. like whoa what is this weird form power that they have that to transform so weird so then we get the next episode is basically zenitsu's battle and he has to fight. He comes across a, a demon that's a all spider body with a human head. And to be honest, that's the least threatening version of a spider human hybrid I've ever seen. I know. Like, you, you took <laughs> no away thanks. the scariest part of the spider and you just added like a teenager's face on it. And I'm like, like, like father is the exact opposite. All human body yes. spider face. Very scary to look at. This, I was like, I think you ran out of ideas. <laughs> uh, there are some great moments, though, because the whole, the whole thing is he sees this baby head on spider legs, and he runs away from it into the area of this demon who comes down and is like, hey, by the way, we've already bit you. In 30 minutes, you're going to you know, 
turn into one of us. You're going to turn into one of those baby spider things. And Zenitsu does his normal uh, freaking out thing. And the demon's trying to explain to him. And he, Zenitsu, like, turns around to him and is like, I am not talking to you. Yes. <laughs> I loved this. <laughs> and again, that made me laugh. The whole freak out. I'm like, yeah, 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 freaking out. And then the, I am not talking to you. <laughs> Uh, and then he climbs a tree, and, and, the, and the spider's like, um, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm hiding in a tree, leave me alone! <laughs> uh, we then get Zenitsu's big flashback, which is where we learn he was trained by his grandfather, because after a failed marriage attempt, he was in super debt, and the grandfather paid for it with the sake that he would teach him how to be a demon slayer. Um, so his grandfather has forced him into this. And no, it's old... not his real grandfather, though. It he just calls, oh, he calls Gramps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he had black hair until he got actually hit by lightning <laughs> in so a tree. That seems a little <laughs> weird because he was getting emotional. I'm like, oh, is he summoning lightning? Which we've had that discussion. Like, is the magic effects of their attacks real? Whenever I see the lightning one, I'm like, I think it is. And whenever I see the water one, I'm like, I think it's not. <laughs> I still can't decide. Oh, I think we know now. Because remember when uh, uh, Tanjiro and Inos- Inosuke are walking along the river? And he they go, did you hear that lightning. thunderclap? And, right. Yep. He says that. And, he and says that I can, can smell lightning. He did say that. Hmm. Um, I... It is interesting because yeah, when uh, uh guy is it Gairu? Gaiu? Gaiu. Um when he uses his moment. Yeah, when he uses his water abilities, there's no wetness left over. So I think yep. it's inconsistent at best. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just Zenitsu's ability. Maybe nobody else's manifests the way but, it looks. I did you it's weird. So uh, to jump back to the flashback, I thought he was summoning the lightning, but then afterwards, I'm like, I think he just accidentally got hit by lightning, <laughs> like, uh, which turns his hair yep. yellow. And I love how he continually tries to run away from the training, and Gramps <laughs> has to keep coming, grabbing him. And the point of the flashback is to learn that there, like, he was being taught the lightning forms, and and he's like, I can't do them. And the Gramps like, yeah. Gramps is like, yep, I'm just going to teach you one. And you're going to do that one so well, you will perfect it and be the best one at that one <laughs> ever. Yeah. So Zenitsu does his thing. He he freaks out so much, he passes out, and then he becomes a super awesome fighter. But the spider calls out, you just keep doing, you keep trying to do the same attack. And so I'm clearly going to win this. You can't, and then nope. Zenitsu's just like, nope, I'm slash, you're all dead. Uh, <laughs> But then he, he's laying on this house that's suspended in the air by the, the spider web where this spider lived um, on top of it, and he's the poison's taking over. I actually thought it was like, oh, okay, he saved himself, but nope, they're like, no, the poison is still happening. Um, so he slows down his breathing, it's which is the concentration, op- right? Right, but it's the opposite, because don't they usually speed up their breathing to increase blood flow and to increase strength, and now he's slowing it down so the poison doesn't reach him as fast? Yeah, I think he... (laughs) Unconcentrated. He still called it total concentration, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he basically lays there hoping not to die. I love that his his shtick is, I have one move, 
and only one move, but I'm really, really, really good but, at it. Yeah, I'm so yeah. good at that one move, I don't need a second move. Exactly. <laughs> Calcan times six. <laughs> uh, like Jeremy mentioned, Tanjiro meant... It's like, oh, I think I'm going to go over there where I just heard that. And you're like, okay, that's how they're going to deal with him getting poisoned and save him. But instead, they get attacked by father, him and Inosuke, and they have to deal with him. Now, Tanjiro at this point believes, I forget where he heard it, but one of the 12 of Muzan's 12 elite is in this forest. I think the crow even told him that at the beginning. Is that what the crow said? I, I didn't remember where he'd heard it, but he I knew he believes that. And, he, and when he sees father, he, and they fight father a little bit, he thinks father's the one. This is the guy I gotta get. Yeah, because um, he goes to strike his arm, and his sword well, doesn't, doesn't even penetrate the skin. Well, it goes in. It goes in like halfway and stops. Mm-hmm. And then he's oh, like right, stuck right. in his arm. Um, and yeah, so this is the first time he struck a demon and didn't, like, chop off a limb. Yeah. So Father is overpowering both of them, and Inosuke ends up, like, in the river running from him, and Tanjiro drops a tree on Father, but then Father picks up the tree and hits Tanjiro with it and literally just sends him flying away, and he's yelling as he's flying, like, Just don't die, I'll come back! <laughs> I loved that. That was so good that he was yelling that. You could see it on Inosuke where he's like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> um, so two fights then start because when Tanjiro lands, he runs into Rui and that whole fight, which is definitely what we need to get into, starts. But I'm going to focus just on Inosuke's fight with Father first because and just kind of get out of the way. Basically, Inosuke runs away and is being hunted through the forest by father. He's like, okay, I gotta be like Tanjiro. I gotta think of a plan. And then he stops. He's like, that's stupid. That, that's not what I do. And he turns around <laughs> and just starts running at him. And there's a great moment where he slashes him. His blade gets stuck in the guy's arm. And he uses his second sword and just starts hammering his sword through. He's like, this is how you beat things. <laughs> I'm telling you, if brute force doesn't solve your problem, you're not using it up. But he's awesome. But he does. Oh, father runs away after this, and when he finds father again, father takes a new form, like a stronger, harder form, and then just beats the crap out of Nosuke. And Nosuke's like, "Nope, I'm gonna win. I know I'm gonna win." And he loses, and Lily gets his head crushed in this guy's hands. And I was wondering, like, is he gonna flip out of the mask? And nope, blood starts gushing out of the nose and the ears. And then Gaiu arrives and saves him. And then one one blow just shreds father. And and from everything that's happened tonight, Inosuke has multiple wounds. His head has been massively crushed. And he sees Gaiyu and he's like, you must fight me. (laughs) And so Gaiyu ties him up and leaves him behind. That that was hilarious because he's hanging there. He's like, and we're going to wait. When did you tie me up? Yeah, when, when did I get tied up? <laughs> that guy is very fast. <laughs> um, so yeah, T- Tanjiro lands at Rui. Um, and, and when he gets there, Rui is punishing sister by like slashing her a little bit. He's like, you didn't do well. And, and Tanjiro's like, that's, that's not right. Um, and he's like, you're interrupting our family bond. 
He's like, no, that's not a family bond. This is stupid. And it, so ten- it's forged and yeah. forfeit. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, uh, so basically, this is this is about as close as we've come to Takano Jutsu. This is literally my ideals versus your ideals on what a family bond is is is, is clashing here. And I have a confession to make. I have seen the brand new Mother's Basement video on this whole fight and his analysis, and I'm probably going to steal some phrasing from it, but I do recommend everyone watch it because it was fantastic um, and will do much better than we, we can do. And he also you know, is doing video where we have clips and stuff. But Tanjiro gets attacked by Rui. By the, you know, at first he's able to dodge, he's doing okay, he's getting cut a little bit, and then there's this huge. And his sword gets broken right away, right? Pretty Not quickly, right away. Yeah. yeah. It takes a little bit, but he thinks he can swing through one of the threads, and yeah. it yeah. doesn't work. So in the order, the, the, his sword gets broken. He gets cut up, and then the this giant web comes falling down on top of him, and he's going to slice him up, and Nezuko jumps out of the box and takes the whole blow. And it nearly cuts all the way through her arm, and, you know, blood's everywhere. She's all sliced up. And this gets Rui's attention of, like, oh, you have a real family bond. I want that. That's mine now. I'm taking that. Yeah. And his whole thing is, like, look, just give me your sister, and I'll call this off. Yeah, you can walk away alive. Um, it melted, like, not melted, but, like, my heart went out to them when he's, like, trying to get her arm to reattach. And he's like, right, why like, aren't you healing faster? Heal and I'm up. like, I'm uh-huh. feeling it. I'm going, oh, God, Rui's getting closer. Heal. <laughs> Tanjiro attacks, but uh, Rui just pulls Nezuko to him. He's already attached her with spider webs. He's like, see, I... You, do you see how strong I am? I could literally just take what I want. She scratches him in the face, and then he makes Tanjiro back off. And then when Tanjiro comes, you know, after Tanjiro dodges, he looks up, and Nezuko's now tied up in the trees, bleeding from every place where the threads are, are cutting her. And, and Rui's like, I'll have to train her, obviously. I'm going to have to teach her how to be a part of my family. <laughs> um, this is didn't, a- didn't her blood land on his stub of a sword, too? Like, as it fell in front of him, I think I, it lands on his sword. I think so. It, it, it definitely was, like, like spilling mm-hmm. all in front of him in, in large... You know large what it bridge. did? Yeah, it did land on his sword. I think it matters because of what happens later. Yes. Yes. It, uh, no matter what, blood does, her blood does get on his sword, though. That is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yep. then she, she passes out. She falls asleep like she does to go into her healing state. Um, and Rui... Reveals he is one of the the twelve. He's the twelve that's on the mountain. He's a lower five, and we. I was wondering like, what the hell does lower five mean? And we do find out at the end. There's a there's the higher six and then the lower six. Of the, yeah, you don't want to be part of the lower six. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're not seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You're lower one, two, three, four, five, six. I hate yeah. I hate I hate the bad guys ranking system. I'll be honest. Yeah. I... <laughs> I think one would be best. <laughs> yep. Um, Tanjiro realizes like he's he's having trouble cutting through the threads, but now he only has a stub of a sword, so he switches to the first form of water. But it's basically like every time, every step, he's getting better at cutting and cutting and cutting. 
and and making his way towards this attack. Yeah, because he he gathers momentum and it adds to his strength. Right, and then Rui just pours his own blood into the strings, making them strong. And Lily surrounds Tanjiro in these webs, and Tanjiro has this: "I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna die here. That I'm I cannot do this." And then he has the shonen anime flashback that he needed. <laughs> uh, but this is a really important scene because we were talking about like what is up with this guy. Uh, we see his father, who has the exact same scar yeah. uh, on his head, has the exact same earrings, which we know are super important because the main villain of this anime is like those freaking earrings again. So, but and, dad seems he looks like he's sick, like he's got cancer or something. Yep, he is very sickly, but he remembers that there was a fire ceremony dance his dad used to do, and he realizes, oh crap, dad used to use breathing techniques like I do. That's what he was doing that whole time. And so Tanjiro switches his breath from the water to the fire, and it's I, I, nothing I'll say will do the animation justice. It, this is one of the most beautiful fight scenes I've ever seen. The camera work is incredible. Um, the There's a water dragon behind him, and it bursts into a flame spiral that he's he's going through, and he just starts slicing through the threads. And he, he's so powerful that he starts jumping backwards like, oh, crap! <laughs> and it doesn't matter. He's always on him. Um, and he gets the, what, what is that thread? The opening thread to, for the head slice. The smell thread. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and we kind of skipped over this. Rui at one point let him put his blade to his neck and try to cut his neck and nothing happened. Um, he's not strong enough to cut Rui's neck, but he goes in with this and he's heading for Rui's neck and he's like, I'm going to cut him and he's going to cut me. And if that's what it takes, at least Nezuko will be safe. And then we get Nezuko being woken up by the spirit of her mother saying, you've got to go save your brother. And she awakens and awakens her demon uh, blood. What is it called? Demon blood art. Demon blood art, which is basically her blood can explode on fire. (laughs) And it burns away all the threads that are in the way. And it ignites his blade. And that goes through the neck. Demon killed. Yeah. And, and now, now we'll get to the next episode. <laughs> but So at, at this point, I was irritated because I was like, scaling, power scaling. This is one of the lower 12. What the heck? Come on. <sighs> but it redeemed itself in the next episode. Again, I, I think like we are clearly at his limit here, but with a extra power added in and finding out he has Demon Slayer heritage... I was okay with it. Yeah, I'm in your boat, Troy. It's a, it's definitely shown in convenience that he remembered his dad had a secret mm-hmm. fire technique right now. But and in the middle be... of a fight, has a flashback. Especially <laughs> something that he didn't actually learn how to use the technique, considering how hard it was for him to learn the water breathing techniques, to just see his dad do a dance and then well, go, oh, he's using a breath technique. I know what that is. I know how to do it. He does know he does know the dance because it showed him practicing the dance with Nezuko with the little tree branch. He has done the dance before. He just didn't know how to do the breathing. And so I again, I'm okay with it. It is very shonen, but I I think it's better than this is the moment I go super saiyan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Or Super Saiyan 2 wasn't strong enough to beat Cell, but suddenly now it is because the spirit of my dad is behind me, even though he's not. Stuff like that. It works for me Absolutely. on a shonen level better than most shonen, is what I'll give it. The, the thing I really liked about this is that it was family that defeated this guy obsessed with family. It was literally the memory of a father, the help of a sister, and the spirit of a mother all coming together for one fight. Um, mm-hmm. That I thought was really cool. Yeah, paid off really well. That sounds like a mother's case. It might be a little bit. <laughs> but, well. but yes, you're right. <laughs> you might have mentioned that. Not that I didn't have that thought. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Cutting you off at the knees, bro. I feel attacked. <laughs> uh, but we find out, uh, yeah, that demon's still alive. He he cut off his own head before the blade could touch him, and then he just puts it back on. Yeah, that was brilliant. I, I thought, that. yeah, I, I didn't see that coming, and I thought was a great use of powers from the bad guy. Like, he was scared that he might actually cut him. So it was like, okay, well, if it's not the blade that cuts my head off, I guess well, that's fine. fine. <laughs> in in the last half, we talked about the guy with the arrows, right? And how, remember mm-hmm. how he, he got his head cut off, but he could still use his power and he, and, and he had to survive the power until he died. And I remember thinking, that's so cool that even if you win the fight, you are still completely in danger and you haven't won yet. And this took that to the next level. Yeah. Tondra wins the fight, but the guy had a special move that made him not win the battle. Right, Tondra... because Tondra was down. He was out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this took everything from him. He, he, uh, even he couldn't says, even I, stand. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't raise my sword. I can't get up. And then new webs come down and start cutting into his coat, into his arm. He starts bleeding again. Um, and then he gets rescued by Gai, who... We find out has an eleventh form of water <laughs> that can uh, basically it's ultimate defense. It, it seemed like it dispelled demon blood arts. Is what it seemed like. Well, he like dipped his sword in fake water, which rippled out. I'm well, he called it uh, calm. To... He called it calm, calm waters. Yeah, calm waters. Yeah. So in my in my RPG video mm-hmm. game brain, it. It, it felt like a dispel. Mm-hmm. It seemed like maybe he was swinging his sword so fast that it didn't make ripples in the water. But it could be either way. There's no way to know. Well, yeah, I, we're not writers of the show. but I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, okay, well, he has a really cool, powerful move where he doesn't move and he wins. R- well, really no, because, even know. <laughs> because the webs were coming at him to cut him and they disappeared all around him before they even I mean, Rui even well, they, mentions, hey, they didn't they didn't even reach him. And so I fragmented think fragmented though, because we see them fragment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I think it's a dispel. But that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Possible. Yeah. It's possible. And then Rui literally blinks and when his eyes open his head's being cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy is so fast. Uh, also we should mention Shinobu has now found Zenitsu by this time and has administered a vaccine. To the poison. Mm-hmm. And she even compliments him on his breathing. Yep. She's conveniently amazing with 
pharmaceuticals and can like come up with anything necessary just at a glance to she knows the situation and can like bring back spider people <laughs> uh yeah it is interesting that, that, that there are people who are like half spider and she's like nope we're gonna be able to save them all we we got here in time um but she runs into sister who had been shooed away from the fight Rui had been like you get out of here and go kill other people uh, and so sister was running away and we get a flashback of her and like how she joined the family and how like even a friend of hers that had, she had formed a friend in the in the family and the friend's like let's run away i know a time when we can get out of here he's got to meet with muzen and when they ran away the sister had told and got this girl demon girl killed mm-hmm. it is super interesting the demons can't kill each other i i yeah. love I absolutely love that that's a, a thing. So when they do kill each other, they have to be creative. Like I, he had really to kill family members that are disobedient ties them up for the sunshine to eventually get them. But, mm-hmm. the, but like you, at one point when he was mad at sister, he cuts her into five pieces and is like, you need to go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she just has to pull herself back together. Um, so Shinobu runs into sister and uh, sister was trying to eat a slayer that she had run into. And so Shinobu is like, hey, it's cool. Let's just be best friends. I, I just need to know how many people have you killed? <laughs> She's like, well, no, no, I had to kill people. She's like, yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. But how many? Because I need to punish you because they have to have justice. Maybe I'll just cut your belly. Like she's like touching her stomach. Like I'll just cut this open and. And sister freaks out and attacks her, and Shinobu's like, stab! And she's like, well, you didn't cut off my head. I'm, You didn't win the fight. She's like, no, 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 I don't do that. I use poison, dear. You're dead. <laughs> she's like, I guess we'll never be friends. And, and, yep. she's, she's doing, and Shinobu's doing this monologue about how she's already killed her, and then turns around and is like, oh, you're already dead. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we come back to Rui, whose head has is falling off, and him thinking about how he wanted a family. And then we get his flashback, which is basically he was a sick, sickly child who was probably going to die early in life. Muzan had showed up and offered him his blood. His parents weren't really happy with that, but then Rui started killing people. And so his, the parents, not knowing what to do, tried to kill Rui. And that ruined his image of a family. He's like, okay, then they must not be my real parents. And he slaughtered them. Forgetting that while they tried to murder him, they were saying, we're going to die with you. They were going to go with him. They were just trying to free him from this curse. Um, and his body's literally walking towards Tanjiro and Nezuko, who are, who are laying on the ground. And his head's remembering this. And Tanjiro, and the body falls down, and Tanjiro reaches out and puts a hand on his back. And this gives him, like, the memory of, like, you know, my parents were kind of great to me, and I really did love them. And honestly, the fight with Rui got me emotional about family. Like, I didn't expect the emotional resonance. I've, I've seen gifts of it. I knew it existed. It's one of the reasons I picked this anime. But I didn't expect the emotional resonance. This scene almost made me cry as a parent because he's he's saying man i wish i could see my parents but i'm a demon and i've got to go to hell and then the spirits of his parents show up beside him it was like it doesn't matter where you're going where your parents were going with you i was like oh my god that's so emotional and, and uh i almost cried oh I'm, I'm a big strong man 
The loves there too. No, I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it kind of also frustrated me though, because I'm like, oh, flashbacks, and then after the flashback, I'm like, oh, flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then of course Tanjiro doing his sympathy thing, telling uh, Gaiu to get off of, get off yeah. of him. Guy who walks up, he's like, "Why are you being nice to the demon? That's dumb. Don't do that. They're the worst." And and Tanjiro's like, "Yeah, they're the worst, and I'll kill them without question." But dude, they were people, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. As he's hugging his demon sister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There Which was I, uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Go, okay. Uh, there was one thing that was really interesting about this for me. I thought it was really cool was that Rui said. I will not let those. No, I'm dead, but I'm gonna kill them before I die completely. But as you said, he started those memories, and so his body, instead of going to kill him the way that like the uh, the the arrow eye guy did, mm-hmm. he, he wound up just losing him. That was pretty cool too. Um, but I, I I I completely agree with the other guy. If you have this much sympathy, there's a very high probability that you're going to hesitate at a key moment, and it will cost you and whoever you're protecting your lives. That's the one criticism I have for Tanjiro's uh, ever-present sympathy is that I doubt that he will never hesitate. At some point, he'll hesitate, and it will be costly. I mean, I, I, I'd like to disagree, but I think the anime has pointed out that, that is his kind of his weakness, right? Yeah. The, his trainer literally called that out. You you can't hesitate, and I don't think for a moment so far he has hesitated, except uh, for no. the very first demon, right? And he got first... the head head on the tree. He didn't know what to do, and he hesitated. But but I I see no I have no qualms with him after the fact having compassion. Mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, I, absolutely. I think it's a great touch. Uh, I, and I, uh, one other thing that I thought of, <laughs> I was actually reflecting on that first demon the other day, and um, what good would it have done for him to use that rock on the demon's head? It wouldn't have. Yeah. So what was Sensei doing at that point? It wasn't about whether he was going to murder the... It was about the, intent. That's the, right. Yeah, exactly. It was about action. Yeah. It cracked me up so bad when I realized that, because he's just standing there all day watching Tanjiro just to see what's this kid going to do or all night I should say because it didn't matter what he did until the sun came up this demon wasn't dying mm-hmm. so it, uh, it was just more of like what are you going to do how are you going to solve this like and, oh, actually, you're not he, he might have actually freed him from the tree if he tried to smash him he might have put him in yeah. bits and fall down and put him back together mm-hmm. that's true yeah. um it's really interesting that they have this quick little exchange because right after Shinobu shows up and starts attacking and Gaiu defends, he's trying to get to Nezuko because she sees, oh, there's a demon, time to go in for the kill. And Gaiu has to like defend her off. And she's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. This is why nobody likes you. (laughs) I love how crazy and calm she gets in this moment. (laughs) It's a little scary. Also, so Gaiu's not much of a personality he's like the most stoic guy ever and she's like you know nobody likes you and he's like some people like me <laughs> and tondra was behind him like that's your defense that's what you're gonna respond it's hilarious um 
So then we go into the greatest, cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. Guy who's like, you guys need to run. I will stall her. Another demon hunter, also with a butterfly hair clip that looks very similar to Shinobu, starts chasing them. And she knocks Tanjiro down. She kicks him into the ground on the head so hard. Uh, he stops her the first time, but she kicks him so hard, his jaw breaks when he hits the ground. Well, and also, like, what the first time he defended her, he's like, can you get up and run? And because Tanjiro couldn't get up from being from just finishing off Rui, and he's like, um, actually, second thought, uh, even if you can't get up, you need to get up anyways. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Tanjiro's in a world of pain running with uh, Nezuko. So Nezuko starts running now, and this demon hunter starts going after her, and, and the demon hunter goes for the head cut off, and Nezuko shrinks into tiny little child size <laughs> and starts running through the forest, and it's as And her great... arms out. In, oh in my this... gosh. <laughs> I just watched it on repeat all day. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, I expected the song "Shooting Stars" to start playing. She just kind of like runs off over the sun, and <laughs> but uh, the girl that's attacking her like even mentions like, "Huh, this team is not attacking back." Yeah, she's just running away. That's odd. Um, and Gaiu catches Shinobu in a headlock, which is hilarious. <laughs> she's, oh, she gets real pissy about it, but he's like, "Nope, not letting you go." And then eventually, a crow arrives and says, "Okay, do not kill them." arrest Tanjiro and Nezuko. They are to be arrested and taken back to headquarters. Um, and that's what ends up happening. When did she get 007 shoes where she had a knife in the back in the heel? Oh my god. And he, boy, Gaiu did not uh, did not expect that. <laughs> you saw his face. <laughs> oh crap. Um, they find uh, Inosuke tied up and uh, poor... Zenitsu is, is wrapped up like a mummy to be carried back for treatment. Uh, oh yeah, this is when we find out that the Demon Slayer Corps has like cleanup crew. Yeah, and, like, like a they... men in black cleanup crew. Yeah. Yes, they do. Um, and then Tanjiro wakes up and he's at the headquarters and there's all these colorful characters standing around him. And... One very flamboyant as well. One is super flamboyant. <laughs> super he, flamboyant. He, he will do things the most flamboyant way. I don't know if he even knows what it means or if he just really loves the word. <laughs> um, guys, thought, these are the Hashiras. They are the best of the best, the Demon Slayers. And basically, you have to have killed one of the 12 to join their ranks. Um, and Gaiu is one of them. And Shinobu is also one of them. But we meet the rest of them. There's one for Flame. Found Love, who has a crush on every character. <laughs> yes. Stone Mist, who I personally like. Uh, serpent Wind. Yeah, there's a Serpent and then a Wind. Um, I wrote all their names down. Were there any that specifically stood out to you guys? Um, it just was odd that they decided to do this uh, quip pro quo, I guess. Like, you've got the 12 bad demons but now you've got the nine. yeah the the nine to go against them kind of thing and it's like i don't know it felt pretty tropey but Although, I, I actually i liked all the characters themselves i thought i thought they all had brought something interesting to the table 
it, it is going to be interesting because the numbers kind of shift a little bit after that last episode, and it leaves a lot of room for good guy deaths, which could be interesting what they decide to do with that there. Um, also, one other thing I was wondering about is when they talk about the Hashiras and how they got in their position, they do mention that like killing one of the 12 is important, but they also say these are the ones that have trained to death mm. and then come back from death or beat death or something like that. And even though we also find out that this is like the 97th leader, right? So like this has been going on for 97 generations or at least... Yeah, I wanted to ask so, you guys about that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I am so confused about the history of this and like these these Hashiras. Clearly, I mean, also the 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 old guy that was training um, Zenitsu and also the guy that was training um, uh, Tanjiro. Tanjiro. Both of them were Hashiras. Yes. Of previous generations. So, like, I, I am so confused about, like, the layout of the story. I did like these characters, though. They were entertaining. It, 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 I, it was like the, Pokemon. The question Pokemon I have is, Mu, is this 97 generations all just trying to beat Muzan? And in which case, when the, the master's like, I'm going to beat him. I'm like, dude, yeah, I don't think you ask. are. <laughs> I feel like he's got this uh, on yeah. lock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Ren Goku, I think, is going to be very important. Uh, he's the he's the fire guy, or no, oh, he's the flame guy. That's that turns uh-huh. out to be a very important distinction. Um, he's going to be featured heavily in the next arc, so it'll be interesting to see. And he seemed very ambitious and like bright eyed. Uh, the mist guy, I thought, was very funny because he was looking up at a cloud. He's like, "What cloud was I thinking of a second ago?" <laughs> and they asked him a question at one point. He's like, "I don't care because I'm not going to remember." Obviously, <laughs> he just. <laughs> Um, the love, uh, Kenroji, the love girl was kind of, she's a little irritating. She's a little rough. Yeah. Um, the stone guy also (laughs) always crying and think and depressed about everything was rough. I did really like Shinazugawa who, who we meet here. He's Baku. He's, yeah, he's like a Bakugo, but I'm really interested in what his backstory is because I'm wondering if I have a feeling with this anime, he's going to turn out he's like a really, really good guy. And we're going to find out he had really good reason for his actions here. But he's clearly made to look like the worst. So all these these uh, elite are standing around Tanjiro asking him questions. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're probably going to kill you just so you know. We should totally kill him, right? We, do we even need to wait for the trial? Should we, He clearly broke the rules. Um, and then this uh, Shinozakawa guy shows up. He's holding Nezuku's box out in the daylight. And he starts stabbing his sword into it. Um and being like, look what I'm doing. And Tanjiro, who's bound, gets up and runs at him. Gaiyu calls out to stop. And Tanjiro goes in and headbutts this guy <laughs> straight into the ground. Everyone's like, did, did he just headbutt one of the elite? <laughs> Mind you, Tanjiro is still, like, suffering injuries. Like He's he still, still has a broken jaw. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know broken things don't really slow him down. They don't, they don't really matter in this anime. <laughs> Not if you breathe correctly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the master then does make his appearance, and he basically says, "Guys, I've I've known about this the whole time. Um, this is a demon who has never eaten a person, and I'm asking you all to be okay with this." And basically, other than one or two, they're all like, "No, that's mm-hmm. the worst thing you could ask of us. There's no way we'll ever be okay with this." 
he pulls out the letter from uh, Tanjiro's teacher and reads it, which is basically, if she ever kills a single person, Tanjiro, the master, and Gaiu will all commit seppuku and kill themselves. Which I I don't think I've ever heard this argument in an anime before, but I loved how one of them pointed out, it's like, okay, if they all kill each other, so what? The de- the The person that the demon ate still is dead. We can't bring him back. Like, what good does this do? And I was like, huh, that's an interesting point. Because that seems to be a, a common thing as a sh- as assurance. It's like, oh, well, I'm so sure of this thing that I'll kill myself if a- anything goes wrong. It's like, right, but that didn't prevent the thing from going wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, did, I, right. I like the master's rebuttal, which is they can't prove she won't, but you can't prove she right. will. And what mm-hmm. are you willing to put on the line? If you're so sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I then, really like uh, where that basically went. Yeah. Yeah. And then green sword guy is like, okay, well, I'm going to prove it right now. Which, uh, so to, to, to set this up, to, to explain, uh, he, he takes her in, he stabs her again, he cuts his own arm and is like, okay, I'm going to get her to attack me. He's like, oh, come on, demon, you know, you want it. And, and has her come out of her box. Uh, when I watch these animes, I, I try to watch only a few episodes at a time because I have to take notes and it's, it gets tiring to, to write all down on my notes. So one or two episodes a day, if things are on schedule, three or four, if I'm if I messed up. Uh, so I don't mm-hmm. I don't do long bursts. This is where I had to end for the day. I had to go make dinner, and it was like okay, I'd set aside time for the rest of the episodes the next day. This was I was like I want to know what was going to happen. I know Nezuko is not going to fail the test, but I wanted to know how she was going to pass the test. This was a great cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> what the best I've seen in a while. I was, I, I honestly was reaching for the remote to turn on the next episode. I had to remind myself, no, you've scheduled watching this for later. You can't watch right now. <laughs> yeah, because a... even in that cliffhanger, she stands up out of the box and she's drooling. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, Tanjiro breaks his bonds. He gets out. Of, of the grip he was in by the snake guy. Yeah, I didn't buy that. But Nezuko does resist attacking. Now, her hypnosis does come into play. She does remember her family. But it does still imply that she was desiring the blood in front of her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Because we had talked about that last time that, that we thought that would be a really cool aspect of this character that is always this pull of wanting to give in to the desire of, of being the demon, um, but that they used that hypnosis and kind of took that away. So it did kind of feel like they were using both here at the same time. And also, um, Tanjiro calling out to her kind of snapped the hypnosis into full gear for her. Um, it was a shell of the be broccoli and I bring back more fully soon. Like you say, if this is if this is showing that there there actually is still a desire sometimes to have human flesh, it could be starting to weave that back into the story as an issue they'll have to deal with and yeah. be really cool. mm-hmm. that would be cool. Uh the master then tells Tanjiro like, look, they'll listen, but no one's gonna trust you. And you're going to have to prove your guys yourselves. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you defeat one of the 12. So that's what you need to do next. Um, what do you guys think of the master? I'm not sure. I don't have an opinion on him yet because 
you know, obviously he's blind and uh, he's got this terrible wound on the top of his head um, that comes down his forehead. But like, you know, everyone respects him. So I don't know if it's respect for authority or respect out of meritocracy. Like, did he used to be just fantastically amazing and then he was injured and so he took on the role of leadership um i think until i get more of a backstory i don't know much about him i think i i kind of like him from that stoic leadership perspective just because they wrote him in as that but um yeah i don't really have an opinion on him yet one thing that confuses me is he's not bald um a scar like that, like if it's something that was caused by acid or was caused by fire or something, it would be difficult to to have a scar result so completely covering the forehead and the eyes, but not change the hairline or, you know. Well, maybe he had a plastic shield there. that was, you know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, there are all kinds of possibilities. <laughs> but for, for what's been provided, it. It's it confuses me a little bit. It makes me think that maybe it's a disease or um, something that I just want to say demon blood or something like there's I don't know. I'm really suspicious. Um, and also because everybody keeps talking about how great his voice is. And I it just makes me really suspicious that something's going on here. Yes, thank you. That that's what I came in with, too, is like I don't feel like I trust this guy. One thing when there's blind fealty. My first instinct is that sucks. That that's never good, especially when I don't know why. Um, and mm. then, like you said, every time this guy talked, I just felt good. And it's like, okay, that's weird. And he he's mentioned it's the he's the ninety seventh master, like you said, but he he also felt it, it felt like his battle with Muzan was personal. Not this is I'm just the next guy doing this. Like this mm-hmm. is personal to me. And all the demon slayers are, are taking this personally. That's made very clear. But it seemed like he, like almost there's a connection there that we don't know yet. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, Tanjiro is, and Nezuko are taken to Shinobu's manor after Tanjiro comes back and says, please let me headbutt that guy one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they don't let him and they take him to the Butterfly Mansion Uh where he's taken to the hospital ward, and Zenitsu is there, who is recovering from his poison. He has to drink a medicine every day for months. Five times a day. Five times a day, and he hates it. But his arms and legs have shrunken as he was turning into one of those baby spider things, so he has tiny little arms and legs right now. um, And he's just freaking out. (laughs) He's more concerned with the taste of the medicine than getting better and getting his arms and legs back. I, I loved when Tanjiro get his medicine and drank, and he's like, "Clearly, we're not being treated equally because your medicine, you're drinkable." And <laughs> there's favorites going on here. <laughs> like, yep. uh, you get different ailments, dude. All right, all right. Um, and then mm-hmm. next to him is Inosuke, who's uh, super depressed because he's not the best. This was so amazing. I laughed so hard. Uh, Inosuke became adorable at this moment. Like. <laughs> Oh, just the way that they drew his mask is like pulled down with the chin pulled down into his neck, and the hands are just like 
dumpy and and just kind of drawn South Parky. He's always like, I'm sorry, I was weak, guys. Yeah. And his his voice is apparently ruined because he screamed it out one last time and it ruined his voice box. His throat was crushed. But then he kept screaming, so now he's lost his voice. And Zenitsu thinks it's hilarious. Zenitsu's like, oh, it's, oh depressed him is awesome. I'm totally here for it. <laughs> uh, uh, Nezuko is given her own room where she can basically sleep for the rest of this story. <laughs> um, yep. The And then we see the Hashiras meet, and they talk about how basically the Demon Slayer Corp is getting worse, but the demons themselves are getting stronger, and the master thinks this whole spider thing was just a distraction. Um, but their one shimmer of hope is that Tanjiro seems to be drawing out the strong enemies. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've noticed that. And, and it, um, they were all surprised that Tanjiro had even met Muzan at this point. So Because none like, of them have, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they've never seen him. And so um, mm-hmm. Tanjiro is obviously special for some reason. And you know he's come across a 12 already. Even though it seems like he was sent there, <laughs> but but uh, we're supposed to believe that's Muzan's plan, right? Like he wanted the spider demons to kick up enough trouble that Tanjiro would get sent into the mountain. I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the mentor's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat you, Muzan." I'm like, "Uh, you're the ninety ninety something dude. I don't think it's that." Um. In the next episode, Rengoku leaves on a mission, which will be important by the end of this anime. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Zenitsu throwing a fit, which I did not find funny because um, <laughs> I didn't make any notes about it. Uh, what's really weird? Okay, the na- I assumed I mean, he clearly had a name, but I assumed nameless guy in the forest they kept running into during this whole spider arc was just red shirt, right? And he mm-hmm. shows up here and is like, hey guys, I survived. I'm a character, apparently. <laughs> I was like, super surprised at that, too. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was I, really I, cool. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yep. I love the fact that he's also the one that got stuck inside of that giant cocoon ball. And so Shinobu oh, and he was naked. freaked him and was like, yeah, just great. The way that they actually used him for some jokes. Same character and then brought him back. And just kill him off. It was good. At least he wasn't the guy that got chopped into tiny bits by Rui. Oh god! Because <laughs> they were dressed the same, and I thought he might be the same guy, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> their uh, first Tanjiro and Osuke start their training, but we see it from Zenitsu's point of view, who has to basically stay in the hospital ward, and every day they come back tired and sad. And he's like, oh, man, what's going on out there? And then eventually he heals enough that he's allowed to go to the training. And he finds out <laughs> they're getting massages, playing a cup water game with girls, and then playing tag with girls. And he drags the two characters outside <laughs> and berates them for like five minutes straight about how lucky they are to get to touch girl bodies <laughs> playing tag. Like, how dare... <laughs> They ever be depressed a single time. Did you know they've got two, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just goes on and on. And he it doesn't even stop there. Like, after this whole scene, which is just, it's great. After this whole scene, it shows him going through everything they went through. And he's just in, like, this sparkly heaven as they're yeah. wrenching on him. And He loves the training. Oh 
and during the tag, he he grabs one of them and they slap him. Like it's so well done. They didn't pull the punches. And I, I love the fact that they were consistent about the character that yeah, he says all these things, then he does it and he gets punished for it. Fantastic. Don't just don't just make him blab about it and then not be man enough to show it. This, this was the uh rant that I first I was like, Oh, here we go again and then it went on so long that by the end I'm like I'm laughing. You, you went on so long, you broke me, and I find you funny again. <laughs> yep, yep. And it looked like South Park animation. It got so extreme. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, he loves the training. We also so we we meet um, Shinobu's apprentice, and she's she was actually one of the people at the train the test become a demon slayer that Tanjiro went through. But she's special because she's being trained by one of the Hashiras, which gives you a special title. And her name is Suri. And she's the one with the pink bu- butterfly in her hair that broke his jaw. And we do get a little bit of her flashbacks here coming up. And so she is an important character. And yeah, I ship it, guys. So uh, what do you think? <laughs> um, From their interactions, I think so. I think he, you know, with the coin flip thing, I think it kind of reached her in a way she wasn't expecting and of course you know he he seems oblivious because he's just nice of course (laughs) um i actually really enjoyed that scene the way i took it was that she was shocked that he followed the rules and that the rules allowed for you to to flip again i don't think she ever conceived of the possibility that she could flip the coin more than once for the same question. And there's a moment where uh, Shinobu tells her, why don't you go and spend some time with them? They're your classmates. And she walks over to the well and she's looking over at them and she flips the coin. We don't know what it means yet. She flips the coin, kind of kind of clear what it meant. But then she looks at them and I swear she looked sad. She looked sad. And then she mm-hmm. walked away. So he is right, technically. Like, she does still have some internal desire you know her own wants and and desires but she's she's still ignoring them and yeah i thought that was a really interesting way to play off of that and have her be like wait a minute i can flip the coin more than once i can keep flipping till i get what i want wait that means i want whoa i i really like her as a character that's been so broken that she just kind of is going with whatever there is now and then suddenly there's this guy who comes along who's fighting for everything he holds dear and manages to change her worldview when you know she was there to train him and he reached her heart and, and changed oh her. Oh, God. <laughs> Had to do it. Uh, just um, the way you phrased that. <laughs> I know. It's on purpose. So uh, Tanjiro, basically they keep losing at all these training games. And to the point where in those games, they need to quit. They're like, we're never going to win. This is impossible. They, they go. And, and Tanjiro, he gets told by these three little girls who I don't really understand what their, their purpose is, but they live there too. And they also have butterflies in their hair. And they tell him, oh, yeah, she breathes like that 100% of the time. She's always in the, in the super breathing mode. Um, and he's like, but if I do it for like five minutes, it hurts so bad. Uh, so he basically starts a new training reg- regime, which is you know learn to breathe that way okay. all the time. Look, and they're like, and like, even when he, even when she's asleep, and he's like, "What? 
that doesn't make sense. And so he like gets determined to like, all right, take these things and beat them with me if I stop breathing in my sleep. <laughs> I did enjoy that a lot. Just beating fun. the piss out of him. Funny. And then he wakes <laughs> up and is like, oh my god, sorry, please do it again. <laughs> yep. Um, and they also, I also like, and then she can breathe into a gourd and shatter. And they hand him like this small water flask, and he's like, "That's impossible." They're like, "No, that gourd," and it's like tall as a person. <laughs> um. So, and then at, at the end of this episode, he has a conversation with Shinobu, where she comes up to him and she's like, "Oh, I'm glad that you have a sister that's a demon, and I want to be friends with demon." And he's like, "You're angry," and she's like, "Oh crap, you got me." <laughs> yep. Um, but she kind of hits on him too, which was odd. It it did kind of come across that way to me too. Yeah. There's also okay. Usually Jeremy is the one who interprets lines with a dirty mind when we watch stuff. <laughs> but in the end credit scenes, it's a skill, man. He he's smelling things about her and in, in in the whole, you know, where they pop out of the comic and talk. And at the mm-hmm. end, he goes. She's like, yeah, I like you. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. And yeah. it just goes away. So, all right. Yeah. yeah we'll move on from that. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he does the training in his sleep, and he notices his freeze increasing. This is kind of where he has the line of, you know, if you work hard every day, you know, you start to see results. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I should start exercising again. <laughs> You're going to buy some uh, some gourds? Yeah, I'm going to get Back some support. Lung capacity and strength. <laughs> uh, but basically, we get a rocky montage, right? You know, he's, he's he's lifting the rocks. He's running around the house again. He's breathing a lot. And he, he wants his friends to join him. Um, Zenitsu gets yelled at by his sparrow about being a weakling. So, and then Elisuke just like stands up in his bed like, Nope, we're going to train. Let's go. And so they start training. They start training to do the total breathing. And... Yeah, because he inspires them with just how, like, um, you know, not stalwart, but, like, uh, persistent that he is. Yeah, and how much progress he's made, too, is, is, is really making a difference. There's um, one moment where it almost looks like they're afraid of being left behind because... He breaks uh, one of the gourds, and then it shows that the two of them are watching him, and they turn and look at each other and go, crap! No, there's only one way to interpret that. <laughs> I thought they were going to say, like, they went off to do their own type of training that benefited their combat, but it turned out they were just laying in bed. Like, yeah, I, I... they were... There was the the after the after mm-hmm. credit sequence where they did the secret, and she's like, "Yeah, somebody's eating all the candies, and somebody's messing around in the forest." And it shows that that's what the two of them are doing. And it also shows in the next episode when they're like next to the door, and he's Zenitsu's got like food on his mouth, and, <laughs> and so it's pretty clear that yeah, they're just goofing off basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. They get their new swords after the sword guy tries <laughs> to murder Tanjiro for breaking it. Um, and then the sword guy's like apprentice is like, yeah, and I made uh, this guy double swords. I've never made double swords before. And Inosuke takes him outside and takes a rock and starts beating on him and, and chipping him and getting them all serrated again. And, and of he, course, the apprentice has been the level-headed one and trying to make excuses yeah. for the master this right. entire now time. He's, now he's he's the chipping. Now he wants to kill Inosuke. <laughs> My swords! 
Yep. Uh, Tanjiro finishes the montage. He wins the tag. He wins the cup game. Um, and this is where he asks Shinobu about fire breathing. She's like, yeah, nobody does fire breathing. We have flame breathing, but fire breathing is special, and that's why we're not allowed to use that word. Like, we can't call what we do fire breathing ever because that's something different. Um, but she tells him, hey, you should talk to Rengoku and um, she also tells the master about this, and so the master is like, "Hey, I'll send you on a mission with Red Goku. Let's let's get this all squared away. It's really convenient." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! Right in episode twenty-six. Wow. And then episode twenty-six comes, and it starts with the lower twelve being summoned by Muzan to the coolest room I've ever seen. It's like this giant, it's like the spinning mansion we already saw, but it's its own dimension and it's constantly in flux. And there's one demon that seems to be able to control it with her right. guitar thing. And she's like number two. She's like the number two of the 12. Uh, and it's higher. funny because we're like focused in on one particular of the lower demons. And he's like, oh, it looks like I got to go over there. And then we hear the twang and then like three of them are around him. <laughs> and. Yep. And this woman appears before them, and they're like, who's that? And he start, the woman starts talking, and it's Muzan. And they're like, oh, my God, he, he decided to look like a woman. I forgot he can shapeshift. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but, guys, we, we need to talk about Muzan again, because this scene, like I was saying in pre-show, completely changed my perception of I had seen him as, like, a patient zero that was spreading a disease and was just kind of surviving in this new world. Now I think he's Dracula. He's like, I'm yeah. the demon god of this world and nothing can stop me. Um, this put him in a completely different power level. <laughs> mm -hmm. It seems that if he gives you his blood, he obviously has direct control over you. Because, I mean, we've seen that with other demons. Mm. But he can also apparently take it back along with all of you. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and when he they say he can shapeshift he can turn into the blob tentacle monster and just Cthulhu the kind of thing eat you up yeah and he and, can kill uh, demons and he can teleport to where they are apparently because that one ran far enough away he thought he was sure he thought he was safe and then nope you're in, your head yeah, is in his hand because he said the guitar never twanged how did I get yep. back here yep so no, this felt very mob bossy. Like yes. you five stink so bad. I need to replace all of you. So bye. I'm just gonna eat you. <laughs> I, it was I. I loved how they do it though, because we see like one demon and, and like in his head he's like, "Oh crap, this is bad." And the Muzan's like, "Why is it bad?" Oh crap, he can read in my head. Yes, I can. Why is it bad? <laughs> it's not bad. You're lying. You're dead. Oh, uh, I'll be okay. Could. I'll help. I'll be better. Just give me some blood. You're ordering my blood. I'm not. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. Are you saying I'm wrong? What I said? Oh my oh god! god. <laughs> you're just gonna murder. And then the last guy's like, "Oh yeah, you're totally gonna kill me." And then, you know what? It's cool. Cool with it. And he's like, "That's what actually, I wanted to hear." <laughs> he's like, "Thank you for leaving me last. I actually, uh, I'm so thrilled that I'm gonna be able to be killed by you." <laughs> and I got to hear the death screams of all the other yeah. lower five demons. So Muzan yeah. gives this guy blood and is like, you go kill the guy, the kid with the earrings. That's <laughs> Actually, he says, if you survive this acclamation, then yeah. go do this. <laughs> and, 
And then I will acclimate you again with more blood. <laughs> and then they teleport this guy away. He lands in the street. And, like, his mind fills with visions of Tanjiro. Like, he knows who Tanjiro is now, which was interesting. More than just blood got transferred. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, we haven't really seen the villain the whole time. And this just made him way scarier and way more threatening than before. And now I'm like, okay, this is way better than a Frieza villain or anything we've seen before. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it reminded me of Castlevania Dracula, let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so, so do you think that his wife and daughter are even really his wife and daughter? Or do you think that they're like shapeshifters or something too? Yes, but I also think that's not his only family. Like I, I, the, like when he appeared as a woman, I'm like, do you have multiple identities all over Japan that you uh-huh. could just go to? And like, I have a family where I'm the mother here, and I have a family over here where I'm uh-huh. the father, and I'm a I'm a bureaucrat here, and I'm a politician here, and huh? Yeah, that would be really interesting. Cause, cause I was just wondering why did you choose to appear as a woman, and the only thought was yeah. that's what he was in when it was time uh-huh. to call this meeting, which means he was being someone else at the time than what we're used to. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, they get their new mission, which is basically to go to the train and help Ren Goku with the mission he was already on because the killings are still happening. Which... And then Inosuke <laughs> thinks the train's some sort of god <sighs> spirit. <laughs> and then Tanjiro's like, but it might be a nice spirit. And, and Zenitsu turns <laughs> to him and he's like, it's a train, <laughs> you, you <guys>. country bumpkin. <laughs> even, yeah, even Tatro didn't know what it was. Didn't stop Inosuke from headbutting it. <laughs> yep. And then the police see they yeah, have swords. Police, which I liked because we had talked about this, and this is the first time they mm-hmm. clarified. The world doesn't know about the demons. We can't be walking around with swords. It's not that time in Japan anymore. Um, and we're not sanctioned by the government and no one knows what we're doing this is all wet black ops wet work and Inosuke puts his swords in his trousers oh my god like we have to be incognito (laughs) and he turns around like look at this guys you're not wearing clothes that doesn't do anything (laughs) okay and then yeah they have to they have to jump on the train so we see when, when Goku's on the already on the train, they jump onto the back, and then we see the demons. The demon that was just powered up has also arrived, uh, and that's the end. And then after the credits, it says, "Hey, this arc will be featured in a movie." So, so I have to ask you, Troy, because you complain about this a lot about <laughs> uh, Shonen having movies that have nothing to do with the plot and they're completely meaningless. What do you think about this coming before season two? Super excited because it's not filler at all. This is actual. This is this is. <clears throat> I'm assuming this is an actual art from the original story, the manga, and so that's fine. Okay, it, so you're you're glad yeah. about that. Okay. Yep. If that's the. I don't care how they choose to tell the story as long as it's not filler, so that when I watch it, everything has to be reset back to zero, so, so that the anime doesn't get affected. Because you okay. can do whatever you want in this movie. You can kill a character because that's what happens in the story, and they because they announced it in the anime just so you guys know the sequel the continuation of the story is going to appear in this movie now everyone knows there's there's no qualms about it they can do whatever they want in this movie and when the next anime starts if you didn't watch this movie that's your choice 
but they are saying this. You are responsible if you want to stay with the story to watch this movie. Cool. Whereas if I watch as much as I liked it, My Hero Academia Two Heroes, I it didn't it doesn't matter. Nothing changed. Or every Dragon Ball Z movie that doesn't fit yes. storyline anywhere. Or yes. Naruto yeah. movies that do the same thing. Yeah. Star of Shambhala. I don't know uh, what that one is. It's a it's a Full Metal Alchemist movie that just oh, didn't matter. Or Brotherhood that's in, that that's in the middle. Yeah, that doesn't change. But, but literally, like, everything that happens in it is inconsequential. It doesn't help them learn anything <laughs> new. They don't get any sort of power up for the rest of the story. Like, yeah. But as I've just... said before, Conquerors of Shambhala, the original Full Metal Alchemist <laughs> movie, was an actual sequel. And the, what happened in the story was permanent for the characters. So it's like just more more time with the characters is all it is. It's they're just filler yeah. movies usually, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, that that feels like a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, any last thoughts before we go to final reviews? Okay then, final reviews. Uh, Jason, what did you think of this half and then the the series as a whole? Um, I'm gonna give them both a four. Um. I thought this was fantastic for a shonen. I love the setting and the character building. I think the tone is a little uh, weird. It's hard to go from I'm fighting this spider thing that can shred someone into 20 pieces and then to (laughs) South Park style chibi And and you see the 20 pieces too. It's like graphic yeah. and the chunks are everywhere right um i love the story they're trying to tell and i do like the uh dissonance there is between coming of a modern era with a feudal style monster and fighting technique i love the time setting but um it's not a perfect anime but i'm really enjoying it and i actually look forward to the movie so but i'm gonna give the whole thing a four Jeremy, what about yeah. you? Yeah, I, uh, I I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed this half a lot more than the first half of this season. Um, I think it has a lot to do with just the fact that the first half of the season was setting everything up, and so it really wanted to get things going fast, tell as much of the story as possible to get him into the coming of age. Um, because, you know, a lot of time was compressed, and, and that time could have been used to establish you know, character a little bit better, but but it was good enough, um, and this this season was was really entertaining. I like what they did with the um, power scaling a little bit better, and Inosuke is awesome, and this is actually pretty funny this time. So yeah, there were a lot of redeeming qualities for what few things that I was you know picking at here and there. So I, I actually also want to give it a four out of five, and the whole series as a whole, yeah, it, yeah, it's a four out of five for me. I definitely would watch the movie um a four for me and a four for the overall i i think it's really good it's still shonen though and it still has some of the shonen flaws i think there's a little too much reliance on flashbacks and a little too much predictability but i think this arc is super strong and and if they can keep doing that if they can like it's no longer two episodes, fight a thing, and then move on. If it's four or five episodes of real threat, real danger, real consequences, 
um, that that's going to be fantastic to keep up with. And I definitely want to know where the story is going, so I'll be checking out the movie too. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for me. Before we go on to our next anime, I have a question for you guys. When he was talking to the Hashiras and going through that whole trial thing, did anyone remember that he's friends with a doctor demon? <laughs> and like, just don't bring that up. Just oh, and but he... the the leader knew her. Yeah, he did said, he... "Give my regards to her." Yeah, did he? I missed that. Yeah, and so like yeah. after he said, "Can I headbutt him for stabbing my sister?" and they the servants like subdued him and started carting him away as they were turning the corner he's like yeah give my regards to her and then that's and why he was like we have to go back i need to talk to him about that oh yep. yeah i must have been writing down a note or something that's crazy yeah uh-huh fact okay. that he knows that there's multiple good demons out good there good demons out there yeah, uh-huh. uh, sure is. I doubt they know. <laughs> There's no way. Oh they yeah, know. no. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. All right. Let's talk about our next anime, Astra Lost in Space, which I've heard is really good. It, it's about a class of students who accidentally get lost in space, basically like the lost in space plot of hyperspacing in the wrong direction, and they got to take this ship back, but it's way farther back than they thought they'd have to go and it's like a survival in space yeah kind of story um so that should be exciting it's it's 12 episodes so we'll be watching that next um if you have thoughts on the anime that we just watched or the anime that's coming up you can leave them on our twitter at baka podcast our email the anime baka club at gmail.com we'll leave a comment wherever you found the podcast like favorite and subscribe if you're a youtuber guy um Leave a review if you're on iTunes. Um, wash my laundry if you're at my house. Um, <laughs> anything else we need from these these people? <laughs> uh, like, subscribe, and hit that bell. I just hit that. All right. Thank you, oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say goodbye. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Sayonara.